with Juno, age 10. And Katie, you put me on there as mummy. Other people don't call me mummy. Anyway, and I'm not telling you my age because I'm a lady. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just don't do that. We're a mother and daughter who love musical theatre and we want to share that love with anyone who will listen. If only you would listen. No? No. Okay. In each episode, <laughs> we'll discuss a musical that we've seen on stage or screen, sometimes both, and we'll explain the plot, talk about the best bits and maybe mock it in a really nice way. Just two warnings. There will be spoilers, so if you haven't seen the show, then go and watch it. And then come back afterwards if you don't want to know what happens. And number two, we do have two cats. Very naughty cats. Yeah, so if you hear any hissing, spitting, meowing or growling, it's just them. Right, Juno. Is that it for the warnings? They can't see that. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Shall we start then? Yeah. Juno, what is today's show? School of Rock. Yay! Right, Juno. Are you going to run us through the plot of School of Rock? No. No? <laughs> you have to do sound effects and help me with okay, a little bit. I will do sound effects and help. I can do that. I'm going to get confused with the teams. Oh, right, yeah. So, obviously, School of Rock, the musical, is based on the film School of Rock, starring Jack Black. Yeah. The classic. But And the plot's basically the same, with a it. few differences. Yeah. Um, more but songs. More songs, yeah. And some of the songs that feature in the film are in the musical, and then there's a load more songs by Andrew Lloyd Webber and the guy who wrote the lyrics, Glenn Slater. I was just reading about him in our programme. And then there's also a School of Rock TV series, which I think was on Nickelodeon originally. Juno has binge-watched this all four seasons over a very short space of time. And so we might get a little bit of confusion here between the various formats of School of Rock. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. It is. It's about this guy who's called... Dewey Finn. Yeah, I did know that. I was just... You just wanted me to be allowed to join yeah. in. Thanks. And he was in this band. What are they called? Like the something maggots. Oh, I can't remember. Something to do with maggots. Yeah. And he gets like kicked out because he's being a weirdo. Because <laughs> and... he's like trying to sing the lead vocals. Yeah. And there's that guy who is the singer and he doesn't really like it very much. So he gets kicked out of the band. Yeah. Which he then later sings about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what happens is he like he's living with his friend. Ned Schneebley. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's funny when he says it. And Ned Schneebley, his job is Isn't he like a substitute yeah, teacher? Yeah, he's a substitute teacher. Uh and then one day he's not home but Dewey is. And there's like a phone call from Horace Green. And he does this funny thing. Because he kind of, because they're saying, we need a substitute teacher. And they're like, is that Ned Schneebly? And he's like, um, no, he's just downstairs. And then um, they're like, oh, we're giving him a job that he'll get paid a lot for or something. And then he's like, oh, um, he just got home. And then pretends to be like running up the stairs. And then he's like, hello, this is Ned Schneebly <laughs> or something. And then he takes it. So he he plays the scam. He turns up for work pretending to be Mr. Schneebly. And obviously, needless to say, Dewey Finn does not actually have any teaching experience. Mm. So then what? Um, And what kind of school is Horace Green? I don't know. It's fancy. All the children wear fancy uniforms. And the the parents in it are quite pushy, aren't they? They're very much like, we want the best for little Tamika. 
Yeah. So he gets his class, doesn't he? Yeah. He gets assigned a class. And um, there's some fun characters in the class. Like there's Summer. Who in the film, she's the class factotum. But I don't think they say that in the musical. I don't don't know. It's like being a prefect or something, I think. But Summer's, she's very precocious. She's like you, isn't she? Mm -hmm. So she's the one who, she's like the spokesperson for the class. And she keeps calling him out. So when he, he doesn't even really try to teach them anything to start off with, does he? No. And he just, he's just there for the paycheck and he's not really interested in the kids. And so they're not massively interested in him. And then he hears them all playing music. Like in their school orchestra, doesn't he? Yeah. And then when they come back to the classroom, he says, I thought you were all just a bunch of little douchebags, but now I know that you're soul brothers and soul sisters. See, I should play, you should be Summer and I should be Dewey Finn. It'd be Uh. amazing. So then they form a band and that is School of Rock. So they um, spend all their time not doing any work and practicing be in the band the battle and, of the band and yeah because he wants to win battle of the band so that's the point Jerry against Finn, his old band. against his old band so he got kicked out of the band it's not the maggots one is it because the maggots one is the one he was in with ned years and years ago are they called oh, like yeah. no they're not called no mercy or something i don't know anyway whatever his rubbish band that he was in were called and he wants to beat them in the battle of the band so he's got this whole agenda where he's trying to get the band to be really good so they can be in the battle of bands but obviously he's had to convince the kids that to keep it a secret because at their fancy private school that's costing their parents a fortune the parents wouldn't be very pleased to learn they're playing rock music and all the kids we find out don't we that their parents just don't approve of rock music they think it's a waste of time yeah um so he convinces them that they should enter battle of the bands because it'll be like good for their college applications or something even though they're just kids and probably not going to college for quite a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, there's the principal of the school, Rosalie Mullins, yeah. who's very serious. She's very straight-laced, isn't she? She, is. she doesn't seem to have much of a sense of humour. And she she sort of trusts Dewey is actually Ned Schneebly. She's not really got any reason to think that he isn't until any time when she sees him teach. Um, and there's all sorts of things that happen. Like he has to have, like a, he obviously has to talk to the other teachers and they say... What's your philosophy of teaching? And he says, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Which obviously is a Whitney Houston song. So that bit's quite funny for people over a certain age who recognise that song. And then what are we missing? Um, so the children like express their frustration with their parents because the parents just don't listen to them, do they? No. Um, so we'll talk about that song later. It's called If Only You Would Listen. And that's quite. that makes me feel quite sad when we've yeah. seen it, actually. Um, and then, so they get to, in the end, oh, in the end, so Ned Schneebly, his roommate and best friend, has got this girlfriend called Patty, who works for the mayor, which she's she? like, obs- yeah, she's obsessed oh. with telling everyone about it. And she uh, is not a big fan of Dewey, because she thinks that he's just a freeloader, who's just staying in the apartment rent-free. He basically is. And, which is actually true, yeah, it's a totally fair point. And he basically lives like a teenager, and she's not overly impressed with it. And at the end, the towards the end, Ned gets a paycheck, doesn't he? And he's like, I've never even worked at Horace Green. This is weird. I'm going to call them. And Dewey's like, no. And when Ned finds out about this, it's obviously, it's pretty bad because he he could like never work again if someone found out that he was sort of implicated in this scheme. Because actually you have to be like checked by, you know, police records and stuff to work with children. You can't just turn up in a school and pretend to be a teacher. Whoa. Yeah, it's a true story. Um, I'm going to question my teachers Yeah, you should. Make sure, check that they've got no bus lane violations or anything like that. The sort of things that should restrict you from teaching the youth. 
Mm. Mm, yeah, <laughs> definitely don't drive in the bus lane. Mm. Um, and so then Patty, she's not going to stand for this. Ned's a bit of a softy, and he and Dewey are besties. So I think maybe he would forgive Dewey, but Patty's like, no. And then she goes to the school and tells them. <laughs> and then there's this whole situation. And, and it's parents' evening, isn't it? Yeah. And then they come in and then they like run away to battle the band. Yeah, so the kids then turn up at Dewey's house where he's like, like, which again is a little bit weird. Like, this is not something that tends to happen. And outside the house, they're like, do you hear the people sing? Isn't it though? It's like, that's what they're doing. <laughs> oh my God, did you just make a Labour's reference to you though? Because you loved it. I hate it. You didn't hate it. Right, we'll come on to this on a later episode. It's been in a few um, episodes. But they, uh, they convince him, don't they? That, um, <clears throat> excuse me. That they need him. Yeah. Uh, and they can't do anything without him. So then they all get in the band and they go to the battle of the band. Oh, they sing like a version of If Only You Would Listen, yeah, don't they? Yeah, Tamika. So Tamika, one of the children in it, as same in the film, actually. She's really shy. She wants to sing, but she doesn't sort of put herself forward to start off with. Yeah. Um, and then turns out, obviously, she's got a killer voice. And then she's the one who sort of sings to him about like him believing in her. It's quite emotional. Uh, and then the kids all drag him out of his bedroom again. Kind of a weird scene. And they go off to play the Battle of the Bands, don't they? Yeah. No vacancy. Sorry, I didn't mean to just whack you on the arm. Is that what the band's called? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what the band's called. And then, right. The School of Rock don't win Battle of the Bands. But in the series, they do. In the se- in the film, they didn't win. Spoiler alert! In the musical, <laughs> in the musical, they don't win. But everyone's cheering for them, don't they? So everyone's like school of rock, and so they go on and play a song again anyway. And then actually, in the musical, it's weird because Dewey Finn and Pr- Principal Mullins have a kiss, don't they? Which is kind of icky and weird. Like they've had this moment earlier on where she sings Stevie next to him after like three sips of beer but then she's like no and she sings the song where did the rock go and she's very embarrassed and she runs away yeah um and yeah so that's how it ends obviously in the film it ends with uh ned and dewey set up school of rock as like an after school activity but i can't actually remember in the musical yeah because then the last thing you see is the kids all like going around and like playing rock after school and in the tv series he just like keeps the job because somehow principal mullins never seems to work out that He's not a real teacher. Um, Yeah, so there we go. That's School of Rock. Boom. That's the show. So this is a a really big favourite of ours, isn't it? Yes. This top five. Top five five for you. Probably top ten for me, I think. Juno's now going to find her top ten so that she can be absolutely accurate about this. It is. Number three. Number three. Wow. It's just um, behind Anne Juliet and Six. And just ahead of Matilda. Yeah. All future episodes. Yeah, so we've seen School of Rock three times. Uh, Juno saw it for the first time, and actually we all saw it for the first time when Juno was five and a half. Five. And we saw it in London. Then. And my main memory of this is as soon as it, it started, really thinking it was a really bad idea. Because, yeah, obviously it starts with these, like, crunching riffs <laughs> of Dewey's band. And Juno straight away had her hands over her little ears going, no, no. And I was thinking... These tickets cost a fortune. We're not leaving. Um, but then you were fine, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, we hadn't received a warning about how loud the show was from anyone. Um, this is a reference to a future episode where we were warned about how loud a show was, but we weren't that warned was not what we were worried about, about. <laughs> people stripping down to their underwear and <laughs> riding around on a car, which was very strange. Anyway, that's not School of Rock. That's a yeah, that's not thing. School that's of Rock. A, we'll talk about that. School of Rock is probably quite a stage. School of Rock is very stage appropriate. Yes, it's absolutely. 
it's absolutely fine for children. There's no writhing of any description. Uh, I'm going to stop using that word now. And then we've seen it at our local theatres. Shout out to Leeds Grand and the lovely Alhambra in Bradford. So we saw it on the most recent tour in yeah. both those locations. Um, so Boom. it was your first West End show, but not your first musical because your first musical was... Yeah, Joseph, Joseph which is funny because that was mine as well, but significantly earlier in time. What are you, what's that? This, um... This, oh, sorry. <laughs> I the thought, was just can't even I thought you were going to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Fisbum. Oh, yeah. Ow. Oh, no? No. Anyway, we're not talking, Joseph, again, we're just trailing all future episodes. Aww. Um. So, Juno, Aww. School of Rock. It's in your, it's your top three. Yeah, it's your where's third it in yours? Favourite show. I mean, I my list was on my old phone, which is now dead, so Aww. I can't remember. But I'm going to say top ten. Wow. Because I really love School five. of Rock. I don't think it's top five. What? Sorry. Outrage. You Sorry. don't deserve to do an episode on it. Sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I really apologise. So Juno, it's in your top three. What is it that you like so much about School of Rock? Please explain in 37 words. Can you count? No, I'm not really going to count. <laughs> you don't really have to do it in 37 words. No, she is actually, she's actually now going to count her words. I've created a monster. What is it that you like so much about this show, mate? Go on, um, say some words, however many of them you want. Well, um, you need to do sound effects when I say. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do. Say. I'm gonna do the sound effects that I think are appropriate. Through summer, she is my favorite because she sings some of my favorite songs, and I actually um I want to play. <laughs> you basically are summer, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. So summer in the show is very similar That's to summer in the film. Who you'll all remember. As being she's the one who's very singing. much like putting her hand up and being like, Mr. Schneebly, this is not on the curriculum. And, then and Juno would 100% do that at school. If some random dude turned up and was like, hey kids, let's listen to Led Zeppelin. She'd be like, uh, it's actually time for French right now. Um, <laughs> so I think Juno really relates. If you played Summer, you wouldn't even really be acting that much, would you? Mm. Um, but there's a bit where she's like explaining everything to him. So looking at like a chart that's got all how many like gold stars they've got or something. And she's just got like... About a billion gold stars. Yeah, and she's like, we get gold. <laughs> Again, <Stars>. that's you. <laughs> what is that cat doing? I don't know. <laughs> she's just listening. She she's just sitting wants... on the hob for anyone it's not who's on, wondering. Just in case you yeah. can stop this cat from burning alive. That's she's not actually what's asleep. going on. Um, anyway, this is not an episode about cats. We're not. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're just not going to. Okay, we're just not going to do it. Uh, so you really anything. like summer. Are there any yeah. other particular things you would point to? Like it's funny. It is I very love funny. The music. It's just really good. Okay, thank you for the that. Kids in it are really good. Right, I think that's one of the things that, especially for a child watching it, um, is very cool because the kids in it are obviously incredibly talented in acting and singing but the really cool thing and all the oh, times yeah. you've seen it you get the voiceover from the lord lord lloyd webber at the beginning saying everybody always asks are the kids really playing and the answer is yes so actually all the kids yeah. in it are playing live on stage um which just makes it extra i really like shows where you've got the band on stage yeah. i think that's a cool thing i like it when that happens but they're like also the actors yeah so they have to do everything yeah. um at my school where i teach um the uh, people are currently putting on a production of school of rock and oh, yeah. 
those kids, they have got to do all of it. So even in a school production, they're doing the playing and the singing. Luckily, like the choreo for School of Rock is not complicated, is it? It's, it's basically just, like just waving kind of your fist, jumping up and down and, and waving your fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the things that I really like about the show, first of all, is like I, I love the film. Like I've seen the film so many, so I've many never times. Seen the film. You have seen the film. No, we not. watched it. Yes, you have. We watched the film. No, we she's haven't. right, listeners. She is not. I'm not going to say she's lying. She I'm just not doesn't remember. Lying. She's very young. She knows not what she says. Juno has seen the film. Um, as if I would allow you to get to the age of 10 and not have watched School of Rock. I'm not a monster. I have watched School of Rock. The series. Oh my God. <laughs> like a million times. Uh, repeat, repeat. Can I watch School of Rock? Haven't you, didn't you watch Can this I episode watch yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's the same episode. It is very, fun. like, just to diverge from the musical very briefly, the series is extremely oh, funny. <laughs> it's just not relevant. Oh, if anyone's watched relevant. it and they have the Venn diagram of people who listen to this podcast and who've watched the School of Rock series, which is you, that's Me. it, is going to hear the reference to Oatmeal Joe and be like, Oatmeal Joe! would <laughs> be really excited. Oatmeal Joe does not feature in the musical. No, anyway, but it should so, do. Sh- I'm speaking. Mummy's speaking eyes. now. You're going to raise an eyes in a minute. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, I really love school. Bro. I just really love it. Um, because I just think there's something that's really cool about just taking over a class. And, be, and the bit, I really like the bit of the film where he does the rock appreciation and he does the big spider chart that shows all the different ways in which rock music links to each other. So I, And the bit, I think they, it happens in the show as well, doesn't it? Where he's giving them homework and he's like, for you, ACDC, for you, Fleetwood Mac. And I just, that's the kind of homework I would like to give my students. Yeah. I'd like to be saying, right, guys, today you've all got to go home and listen to rumours and pay particularly close attention to Stevie Nicks' vocals. <laughs> and I just, I think that would be really fun. So, and obviously the sort of anarchic thing of School of Rock. Like, I do really like the fact that the dancing is just jumping up and down. And the songs, like, the last episode that we recorded was Into the Woods. And in that, we were talking about the fact that the songs, they're not, like, catchy. Like, you'd recognise them as being Into the Woods. But they're not songs you'd sing along to in the car, whereas the School of Rock soundtrack is one that we've absolutely hammered, Mm. isn't it? So coming on to that, do you want to talk songs, do you know? I always want to talk songs. Always want to talk songs. Oh, you mean for School of Rock? You don't just mean generally. Do you, have you got like a general song you want to talk about? Um, let's just do School of Rock. Song. Okay, let's because that will be relevant. Um, so, what songs do you want to talk about? Um, uh, oh, sorry, I thought we were harmonising. No. Uh, why don't you pick? Okay, so the song that I want to talk about is one that I'm actually quite salty about because we listened to the soundtrack a lot before we no, saw the show. Just- and uh, there's a song on it that Patty, Ned Schnuble, I can't say his name probably, um, Schnuble, do you know who's writing me a note? I know why. Right, this is a whole story though. So they cut out this song called Give Up Your Dreams, which Patty sings to Dewey Finn. And I'm really upset about it because it's a really good song. And there's just really funny lines in it, like, learn, to, what is it? Learn to cope with zero hope like normal people do. And I just think that's a little bit too real sometimes. Um, now, we do happen to know that this song was cut from the London production. And the reason I know why is because I'm not going to name names, but you know, I'm pretty well connected. And uh, it's not true. But someone who I used to teach had been in the cast of School of Rock in London. And she played Freddie Jones, the drummer, 
uh, because apparently the story was that Andrew Lloyd Webber was so impressed with her audition that he was like, we're going to gender flip this character because you're so cool. And so when I taught her the following year, I was like, can I have your autograph? But mainly, why was this song cut? And she said, what do you know? It, mummy, it's too long. Right, just to be clear, the girl who I teach did not call me mummy because that's the one thing. She would have said, well, miss, because that's what they say. It was too long, so, so that's why they cut it out. But I'm still mad about it because I, I think that song is hilarious. So, Starbucks is calling. McDonald says, hello. hello. It's, just, it's just a really good song. Yeah. So they cut out Give Up Your Dreams and I just, I feel sad about it, but... That it's it's not quite wall to wall bangers because I'm not going to sit and listen to hear Ari's green in the car because that's a bit weird. But do you know what are some of the truly great songs that we hear in School of Rock? Great. Teacher's pet, which is the same song that's in the film. So if you've seen the film of School of Rock but not yeah. the musical, oh. then you know Teacher's pet because it's the one at the start. It's like this song yeah, was written by our lead guitarist Zach. Moody hand and it's a it's a great song isn't it yeah uh, so that's what they play at the end there's in the end of time which is really funny in and again that's in the time. film yeah um so it's good actually so school of rock i think it does exactly what you want it to do because it has unlike something like say for example sister act which doesn't have any of the songs from the film in because i'm guessing because they weren't original songs but has got songs that kind of fit the vibe. So they're still really good. School of Rock actually includes the songs you know from the film and then you get some super extra good bangers. So In the End of Time is the really funny one. He sings it a cappella and it's just... The children will sort of look at him as if he's completely um, lost his mind. That he has completely He's lost his mind to rock. He's he's lost his soul to rock and roll. No, but then he like goes on the floor and then he can't get up. James Brady! No, doesn't he like fall on the floor after the song and then he's like, yeah, oh, I can't someone get has up. To help him up. Yeah. And then they tell him up. Um, Time to Play is my favourite. This is song. Juno's Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Time to Play is the first song of the second half. Yeah. Uh, which Summer sings. Um, Juno's doing some dance moves now. She's got up out of her chair. They can't see this. This is a I don't care. audio <laughs> format. Anyway, right, Juno's doing some really weird moves now, so I'm going to talk to you about Time to Play. Uh, so Time to Play is Summer's, like, bossy person song. It's her form captain song. You're suffering for rock and roll. That's what's happening. Oh, dear. Sit back down, child. Come on. You're you an absolute... Oh dear. oh dear. So this has got the anarchic spirit of School of Rock, this podcast. Oh also is the experience of stubbing your toe. The experience of stubbing your toe, which is very important to rock and roll. That's mo- what most great rock songs are about. Have you explained the pain Time to Play yet? Of stubbing your toe. So what, did we, you're not listening. So Time to Play no, is Summer's like bossy form captain song is where she's telling everybody what to do and being extremely exasperated. <laughs> At the beginning, I think someone's like, who, why should we listen to you or something? And she's like... Because I'm the band manager and she obviously, because she auditions and isn't very good at singing. And so he's like, you can be the band manager. But then she sings Time to Play and sings really well. So that's a bit of a paradox that it's hard to, hard to reconcile. I think, do you know? It's a problem. Where did the rock go? I don't know. Where did it go? That's not funny. It's not funny. The song. I'm really sorry. So Where Did the Rock Go is the song that Principal Mullen sings when Dewey Finn tricks her. Like, he takes her out to a bar um, because he's trying to convince her to let him take the kids on a field trip. 
so that she he can take them the to the battle of the bands and she's like well we don't usually let substitutes do field trips so it's a no and then he puts um i'm on the edge of 17 the stevie nicks song on the jukebox and she goes a bit crazy and then she sings this song where did the rock go which is all about how she used to be cool she used to be fun and she used to like love music and she's grown up so it's a song about her having like grown out of loving rock music yeah but she doesn't seem very happy she's very like sort of buttoned up and i guess repressed would be the word that you'd use so i feel like the show is definitely telling us she needs rock and roll in her life she needs she needs stevie nicks yeah um so that's good uh so that's good that's my in-depth comment on the situation um we're doing these songs all in the wrong order which is really confusing so there's also there's two other great songs one of which is you're in the band so when uh dewey finn is um recruiting them all to be in his band um he sings the song you're in the band Mm. um which Again, obviously, should I get up not, and do my dancing again. I don't think you should because no. you injured yourself last time. So in the film, there's the bit where he's saying um, to them, like, "Have you ever played electric guitar? Have you played keyboards?" Uh, he says to Katie to turn the cello the other the way, other way, and he goes cello, uh, and it's practically like a bass, as the song tells us. Yeah. Um, and so that song's really funny. And then at the end, all the kids are going. I'm in the band. I'm in the band. And it's really, and it makes it when you're listening to it, you do think, I want to be in the band. <laughs> like, can I join? Yeah, I have a tambourine can. from the early learning centre. No. no, is that not? Can I not be in a band? Someone plays the tambourine in the series. In the TV series. She's like, Summer on the tambourine. And she's literally got a picture of herself on the tambourine. Yeah. So it's uh, a witty joke. And she's goes. going crazy. Uh, and then she wants to be a centre of Right. Is "Stick It to the Man" the best song in the show? I think it Stick might it be. To the man. I think it might be the best one. <laughs> so "Stick It to the Man" is uh, obviously again it's a line from the film. So I, what I really like about it is how they've incorporated all the stuff that you like from the film. Yeah. And just kind of made it. I don't want to say better because School of Rock is an absolute classic film, but in terms of turning it into a show, like they've done, they've done a cracking job. Yeah. That guy Andrew Lloyd Webber, I think he'll go far. You know, as long as he doesn't do anything to do with cats. Or other household pets. That's a bad idea. What if he did a musical called Dogs? Uh, or Hamsters? Hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Chinchillas? Uh, or he could do one about goldfish, but they'd have to take out memory. Because <laughs> goldfish have no memory. No? No? If it was a, if it was a goldfish, they'd be like, memory. Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> she just wouldn't know. <laughs> That'd be really funny, no? Okay, fine. Um, Anyway, stick it to the man. I like as well because it's got some low-level swear words in, uh, which we enjoy. And yeah, so that's we've talked for ages about the songs there. Yeah, let's move on. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? What else do you want to talk about? Best bits or the best Best bits? bits. Well, the best bits are the songs, aren't they? Yeah, because they're so good. Uh, but it is the, what's really good with School of Rock is it is one of the ones that you would listen to at home it's so, so good we have um, listened to the soundtrack absolutely to death like even the first time we saw it I think we already knew most of the songs because we had listened to the soundtrack so much the problem with the only issue with School of Rock wait there's an issue the, right this is listen this is the issue 
in theatre etiquette, you cannot sing along to the songs. But when you watch School of Rock, you really want to sing along to the songs, don't you think? Yeah. So you really want to be like, I'm in the band. Um, so that's a bit sad. Like, it'd be good if you, as we've previously discussed, so some shows do like a sing-along night. Yeah, but and some of them would be terrible. Yeah. You'd want to be able to sing along, but you wouldn't want to hear Yeah, so Juno has previously, and I think very sensibly stated that, we would like to be able to go and sing along, but we don't want to have to listen to anyone else singing it's because true. we have had some bad experiences of people around us singing along at shows, haven't we? Mm. Which was an unpleasant one. We want we want dance along performances. So I'm happy to not sing along, but I do want to be able to dance. We do quite a lot of chair dancing, don't we? Which is probably quite annoying for the people behind us. They'll be like, can you two sit still? And we'll be like, shh, we're dancing too much. Yeah. Don't interrupt my groove. That's definitely something that I would say. It so that's is. a very cool and normal comment. Um, so, sadly... <laughs> isn't that funny? Cool. cool and normal. That's You're neither of those what? things. Whoa. We're Pass not normal. Listeners, if you disagree with June on this, please send us a message on our Instagram, stage underscore appropriate, uh, and point out how fun and cool and normal... Wait, we didn't say fun. Cool yeah, and normal. We just said cool, cool and normal. Cool and normal. Don't That's push me. it, mama. <laughs> So rude. <laughs> she prodded um, me. To think Call I was, the police. To think I was so sympathetic when you stubbed your toe. Ow. Um, anyway, what I was saying was School of Rock, sadly, if you're listening to this, and I'm not really sure anyone will have got this far after all Juno's nonsense, but uh, it's not on. That's the sad thing about this. We're not like promoting School of Rock because it's not actually on anywhere at the moment. Um, we saw it in April 2022. And that tour is now finished and it's not on in London anymore, which is absolutely disgraceful. Oh, bring it back. Bring it campaign. back. Yes. Join in our campaign by hosting. Oh, do you know what we've not talked about? If only you would listen. Well, it's a good song. That's it. Right. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. If only you would listen. It's this song that the children sing to their parents. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say, as well, a parent, that, that song hits me pretty hard. Not like directly to their parents, but no. like about their parents. Yeah, so the cl- the staging's really clever, isn't it? So you have like little, like three of the families and you see like the children trying to get the parents to listen and the parents are like, no, no. And at the end, they're all on singing it. Yeah, and then all the children come on and they all sing this song where they're just like appealing with their parents to listen. And it's, it's the kind of thing the that makes you think... This is probably horrible, like a load of children complaining about how mean their parents are. And it, I suppose it would have the potential to be a little bit Blue Peter. Um, uh-huh. Just on Blue Peter, there were always these choirs of children singing. And they were always, me and my sister always used to say it was like they were trying to be discovered. You'd always have one at the front who was being really expressive with their face. But School of Rock's not actually like that at all. Like It's not earnest and cheesy in that way. It somehow mm. manages to be really cool. Yeah. It's very clever how they do it. But anyway, if only you would listen. It's really, really lovely. And it is one of those songs that I do think, I think parents should listen to. And sometimes maybe other parents, obviously not me, I listen to you all the time. Sometimes I just listen to you breathe while you're sleeping. That's not true. Okay, I mean, I used to when you were a baby to check that you were alive, but that's just normal. That is um, cool and normal. That's what everybody do does. That's true. Alive now? No, obviously I do, but I just trust now. When you're a baby, all they do is tell you like, well, if the baby rolls over, it'll die. If like, all this awful stuff, whereas I trust now that if you roll over, you, you I just, roll over. You're I'm just, not gonna make it. You're just gonna land on Why a squish. <laughs> 
Anyway, Juno did survive infancy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, because of all my dedicators listening to you breathe. Anyway, no. my point was, right, that I do think, if only you would listen, it's a song parents should listen to. Because sometimes other parents, not me, obviously, because I listen yeah, to every word you say. That. But sometimes maybe people don't. And I think it's a song that makes you think, oh, if only I would listen. And that's then very profound. Do you know? Are we done? Yes. Oh, wait. So stage appropriate. I'm not sure if we've really explained on previous podcasts what we mean by stage appropriate. So um, I have quite a liberal attitude to what Juno is allowed to go and watch. What is the one thing that I say you are not allowed to see yet? The Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. So that is the line <laughs> that we draw. Juno is not allowed to go and watch Book of Mormon until she's at least... 14. Well, I don't think they let you in until you were 14. Um, so I that's pretend it. I'm 14. Juno has seen like now, quite a few like. shows that the people around us are clearly thinking... Um, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you um, This isn't great. So, stage appropriate <clears throat> is our way of thinking about whether these shows actually actually kind of are appropriate. School of Rock, do you know? Is it stage appropriate? Yeah. Is that it? Well, it is because there's not okay. like swearing or rude stuff in it. There is at least there's like one little swear word, but yeah. it's not like a really bad one. There's Mister Finty, and then they're like, "Are you allowed to say that or something?" Oh, I don't remember. I, I think hope he so because that sounds funny. No, it is funny. So it is obviously there's a lot of children in it, and it'd be a bit weird for a show with so many children and to not be appropriate for children. Um, and but I think it's one of those ones that you can enjoy it just as much yeah. as an adult as you would as a child. No, I'm an adult. No, you're, I, you're, I'm the adult. You're a child. I know, I said at the start, I'm 10. I've, like, grown a lot since then. She's the grown-up. It's me that's 10. Aww. Oh. You just said it yourself, so if you insist. Okay. I'll be the grown-up. Okay. Uh, we now come to a new feature on the podcast, um, which mm. is, it has a working title of Matt's musical mystery musing um, question, and it will involve our producer <laughs> Matt <laughs> asking us, posing us a mystery question about the show we've talked about, and and sometimes he won't have seen mm. the show, so it might not make any sense. Weird. So we're just we're just waiting for him to provide us with said question. Oh, okay. Juno's not seen the Breakfast Club, right? If you had to spend a Saturday in detention, who is he asking? Why would we be in a detention, Juno? I don't know. I know why I would be. Um, say in a breakfast be? club kind of, So like if you were put in detention and you had to be at school on a Saturday with two of the School of Rock characters, who would you choose and why? So two people who you have to hang around with like for the whole day at school as a punishment. Except it's not necessarily mm. a punishment. So who would you pick? Sir. It's an interesting question. Because I, I would say Summer, but she kind of seems quite annoying. If I think you're she would. And also, she'd be so outraged about being in detention. Yeah, it uh, might actually be, fair, be quite funny, though. You and her would have that same instinct. So you would just sit around all day, probably starting a, a strike. Oh, yeah, I'd pick Summer. <laughs> okay, so you pick um, Summer. And... Um, is the intention of this question that we pick one each and that's two, or do we each pick two? Whatever we want, you know. Wow. Whoa. Freedom. So, so do you want to pick, pick someone else? So I pick Summer and... I know who I'm going to pick. Oh, wait. 
Yeah, I pick fancy pants. You know the one that's uh, like, can I be the stylist? Like, techie and, and I then, hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and then in time to play, someone's like, um, she wants to see the costumes and he says that they're not ready yet. And then they're not they're very popular. Really I, I like him. He's funny. And mm. I also okay. choose Patty. <laughs> no, I don't choose Patty. That wouldn't be any fun, would it? I'm not choosing my other one. You think of me. Well, I'm going to pick Dewey Finn because we could talk about like the Ramones and the Clash and I think it'd be quite fun. I bet he's got a good vinyl collection. Um, so yeah, I think we'd have some good japes. And then uh, Fancy Pants, whose actual character name I can't remember, but that's what he gets called Billy in the film, isn't it? Billy, probably. Um, and then he could just like design us a cool outfit while we did that. So there you go. So you've got Summer and then you need to pick someone else. Freddie Jones. Lawrence on keys. <laughs> oh, do you know who's called? The, the girls that sing back up. Oh, yeah. I can't remember their names, but the ones that when they're like rocking out, one of them's got like two really high plaits and she like does the thing yeah, and she hair. like swings her hair out. So we don't, it's, that's not Sophie, is it? Might be. Sophie's the one who's in charge of lights. Oh, yeah. I think she's the roadie. So anyway, there we go. So we've got, uh, fancy pants slash Billy and Dewey Finn for me, and then Summer and backup singer with the cool plats for Juno. <laughs> and that is who we would have with us in a breakfast club style Saturday detention. Yeah! If you have seen School of Rock, then mm. well done. That was a really good choice. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to share your thoughts with us, <laughs> then you can send us a message on our Instagram, which is stage underscore appropriate. <laughs> uh, and you can follow us there for further updates and future episodes. We're also on Showscore London for reviews, so you can check us out there too. That's all for today's episode of Stage Appropriate. Uh, Boom! Who... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Boom you. Uh, here is some stuff we've heard people say on other podcasts, and so we assume it's normal, cool and normal, to add it onto the end. So Stage Appropriate <laughs> is presented by Juno and me, yeah. Katie, with additional support. And by additional support, we mean... Everything technical uh, by Matt, who is also known in this household as Daddy, um, because we just uh, we're not qualified to do the technical stuff. Yeah, we're not. And you know, it's nice for him <clears throat> to feel involved. And Juno performs our theme music. Eh, not like live, but cover yeah. art by me. So it's, yeah. it's a real DIY. Like, cover art. <laughs> I know it's a real DIY affair. In case you can't tell. Aww. And it, it sounds like we're professional podcasters in a real studio, but yeah. it's not true, guys. It's not true. Go you on. need to say the weird what? thing. What? No, well, we've passed that now. Darling. <laughs> I got it involved. Do you know has put the word darling Darn, in Say it properly. In, <laughs> darling. <laughs> well done. Because we're just here Again. for the creative bits. Darling. <laughs> darling. <laughs> it's like summer with a gold. Stars. Anyway, are you going to say the last bit? Come on. Huh? It's gone oh, on yeah. forever. It's bedtime. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time for more. Stage appropriate.